Hi everyone, welcome to the Precious Daughter Podcast, where the goal is to speak on the faith and to inspire and motivate all who listen with love. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today, this episode is titled The Hidden Things. I was speaking to God the other day and what he told me was that he wants his people to know that they can trust him with their emotions. So this world has conditioned people to hold on to and glorify the pain that they have been through as if it's a trophy to be won from the scars of life. We are strong enough to experience pain, but it should not become our identity. This is why we have things to do like cry and to talk out and, you know, to let go of the pain and the hurts that this world may cause. But we're not to make pain our identity. We're not to make pain who we are. Life has its circumstances, trials, and there are people who will cause pain to others because of their own brokenness. And we ourselves have caused pain to others. So what do we do with this pain and hurt? We give it to God. After going through a season of back-to-back betrayals and disappointments from people, I had convinced myself that I was okay, that I didn't need to really acknowledge the hurt. I could just tough it out and move forward. Then it led to a period of me feeling burnt out. I couldn't understand how I was just so full, how I was ready to give, to serve, quick to do things for others. And then I began to feel weary and drained. It was time for me to take care of myself. God led me to Psalms 32 and verses 3 through 5 were highlighted to me. So I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. This is Psalms 32, verses 3 through 5. When I kept silent, my bones grew old, through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So in that moment, I realized that God was calling me to let go, to bring him my burdens, to give him what was in my heart that I didn't even realize was in my heart. When things happen, sometimes we think that it's not so big oh that was just something minor but over time it's those little things that grow into bigger things it's the small fox that spoils the vine so god wanted me to give him everything hidden in my heart because he already knew what was there what needed to go and so this is what he wants you to also do with him to trust him with your heart And then um, going back to that uh, psalm, so you may think, how was that sin? How is it sin? Because you didn't, you know, 
cry to God or give him your emotion or talk to him about what was hurting you. How is that sin? Well, here's one way of sin. It's prideful to think that you can heal a heart you didn't create. It's prideful to think that you can do it on your own. It's in our weaknesses that God can get the glory. It's in our weaknesses that God's strength can come in and take over. If we can do it all ourselves, then why would we need God? So this is why we have to give God our weaknesses so that he can be our strength. God is our healer. He desires for us to come to him when someone has hurt our hearts. So for example, the other day I was actually driving and this scripture, uh, Matthew 18, 3 came uh, to mind. So I'm going to actually read the Amplified Version and this is Jesus speaking. And in it, he says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless you repent, that is change your inner self, your old way of thinking Live changed lives and become like children, trusting, humble, and forgiving. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So that scripture came to mind as I was just, you know, like thinking on everything. And then I started to think of the example, you know, everyone knows a little kid that is quick to run to go tell their daddy, (laughs) to go tell their daddy when you did something, you know. You know, if you remember when you were a kid. So this is how God expects us to be with him. I'm going to go tell my father. I'm about to go tell my father God. Obviously, you don't have to say that to a person. But, you know, this is how God wants us to trust him, to come to him. He is our father. He cares about our emotions. Doesn't mean that right there in the moment, you know, what we want to happen is going to happen. No, doesn't mean that right there in the moment. That what we're, you know, we're crying to God about that we're going to get it handled right then and there in that moment. Or, you know, what if it's vengeance that you're crying about? Doesn't mean it's going to happen in that moment. No. But when you trust that God is your father and that God cares about you and that he cares about even the small things in your life and you keep your hands clean, then you leave room for God to move. And this is like uh, been on my mind. So if anyone is dealing with uh, where they want to be spiteful or vengeful, don't get your hands dirty. Law is law. The word says that vengeance is the Lord. So if you go get your hands dirty after someone has hurt you, then now guess what? Now you have to, (laughs) you know, still understand that vengeance is the Lord. So. Don't allow what happened to you to cause you to do what happened to you to others. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. God does not desire to hurt us, but he does love when we come to him with a broken or a contrite heart. And you can reference that back in Psalms 51, 17. So why? But when you are broken and come to God to heal you, he can heal you to completion and he heals us in the best way. You don't have to worry about baggage or you don't have to worry about, you know, payback or these other things to come along with the with the healing, with the comfort of God. 
you're in a place of humility and you are allowing God to be God in your life. When you choose to look to the things of the world to heal you, there is always, always, always a consequence. Even if you don't see it at first, even if you don't, you know, quickly catch on to it. So for instance, I have two examples. So let's say, you know, you you get hurt or whatever. And so now you want to be comforted by food. It's nothing wrong, you know, with having, you know, I guess a meal every now and then. But when it comes to now you're seeking food to make you feel better, that then what opens the door to gluttony and then can lead to excessive weight gain. And then now what can lead to low self-esteem. So it's like a, a cycle um, that seems to go downhill unless you nip it in the bud, repent and, you know, come back. And the next example is something a lot of people also run to is relationships or other people to fill that void or to heal that pain that somebody else caused. So you risk creating ungodly soul ties and making idols of people who will eventually fail you. Then you're back to a cycle of brokenness. We must go to God to heal any area of brokenness, any pain that someone has caused. And that means you have to forgive that person. That means you have to wash their slate clean for what they owe you and let God handle it. Because when you keep ought in your heart, when you keep unforgiveness in your heart, then that can open the door to other things that can start to affect your life, that will start to affect your life if you do not let it go. So let's talk about Proverbs 4.23. We all know that scripture. We all quote that scripture. You know, it tells us to guard our hearts because for from it flows the issues of life. When your heart is full of wicked things, then that is what you will do. When your heart is pure, then your actions will come from a pure place. The enemy is sneaky, and this is one of the ways that he tries to hold people back their heart he'll try to get someone to hurt you so that hurt can open the door to things like anger bitterness resentment unforgiveness etc and as the if you allow these things to grow in your heart and continue to grow then that heart is no longer considered pure why is this important a pure heart gets you far a pure heart is what God wants us to have. There's a scripture that says, the pure in heart shall see God. And that's in Matthew. So if you want to see God in your life, making mighty moves, what you want to do is you want to continue to work towards keeping your heart pure. Is it always an easy thing? No. But it's possible. If it's in the word of God, it's possible. And um, here's the thing. Don't try to do it in your own strength. Ask God to grace you for that. Ask God to show you how to keep your heart pure. Forgiveness is number one. Forgiveness is uh, one of those things that you want to do right away. You want to nip in the bud from the beginning so that it does not grow into other things. In order for us to be forgiven of our sins, we have to first forgive. 
because we have all done something to hurt someone else. So I do want to speak a little bit more about, um, you know, yes, we do go to God for our healing. He is our source. He is our, our everything. But be mindful because I know there are some people who feel like they can't go to, you know, therapy or they can't go this place or that place if they're a Christian or a follower of Christ. And that is not true. This is why you want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I do want to talk about a prior season in my life where, you know, things were just, you know, rough. That's the word I'm going to use, rough. And I honestly at first didn't know what was happening, but opportunity for me to go to a therapist to speak about, you know, just some stuff from uh, just life, just even childhood that I wanted to talk about how opened up for me completely free. At first, I was like, you know, um, therapy, you know, what I need to go to a therapist for, you know, sometimes we can be prideful. Um, but I thank God that my heart was softened to go. Honestly, at that point, <laughs> it was like therapy was basically the only, I guess, next option for me to go. Because at that point, I was ready for change in my life. I was ready. I just needed help. <laughs> Um, so I decided to go and then as soon as I walk in, like the first couple of sentences, I just started crying (laughs) and I don't recall crying, you know, until that time, you know, for a while, probably years because I wasn't taught to cry. I wasn't, you know, raised to, uh, cry and let that stuff go. But you know what the word of God says that when you, So in tears, you will reap in joy. You know why? Because when you're hurt, guess what? That pain comes to steal your joy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy your joy, your happiness, all of that stuff. But when you cry and let that pain go, you let them tears flow, you let God heal you, guess what? Guess what's coming back? Joy. So get your joy. Sow those seeds. And I know when um, you're going through healing, it's not always, it doesn't always feel good. As a matter of fact, I don't know if it ever really feels good, but (laughs) it feels good after you're done crying. It feels good after, you know, that hurt has come up or is coming up and out of you. So yes, be open and understand that God uses people in our lives to make a difference, to touch us so God can use a therapist to heal you. Just understand when God is using someone to heal you rather than just be like, oh no, you know, God is going to heal you. Yes, he is going to heal you. But in this moment, he may be using this person to heal you. In this moment, he may be using this thing to heal you in this avenue. So Be open to the move of God. Be open to the hand of God. Be open to the spirit of God, where he is going and where he is moving you in your life. Be able to connect, you know, the spirit, your emotions, and the physical all in one. There should be a balance with things. God cares about all parts of us, not just the spiritual side. He cares about our physical bodies and he cares about the emotional side. He cares about our mind. So just remember this. And, you know, I just want to talk about 
you know, David in the Bible. I just love how he just ran to God. Even when he did bad, guess what? He he ran to God. He didn't continue, you know, to do bad. He just ran back to God and asked God to help him. Asked God to forgive him. You know, so this is what God wants from his people. This is what God wants from his creation for us to run back to him. This is what he wants from his children to trust him. He wants us to trust him. And so I'm actually going to pray. So if you're in agreement with this prayer, then just say amen when I'm finished. So dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now in this moment, Lord God. We say thank you for this day, Lord God. We say thank you for forgiving us, Lord God, for the things that we know about and the things we don't even know about, Lord God, that may have offended you, Lord. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that we can come to you boldly to your throne of grace, Lord. Lord God, we forgive those who have hurt us, Lord God. And Lord God, as we forgive those who have hurt us, Lord God, we thank you for forgiving us, Lord. We thank you for washing our slate clean, Lord. We thank you for giving us another chance, Lord. Lord God, those who have caused any pain in our hearts, Lord God, we release them. And Lord God, we ask you to bless them. Lord, Lord God, any seed of bitterness, resentment, any seed of anger, malice, any seed of unforgiveness, Lord God, let it be uprooted now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and fill us, loose into us, Lord God, the things that please you, Lord God, loose love, loose kindness, loose patience, loose joy, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, as you see every tear that was shed, Lord God, and that no tear is wasted, Lord God. Lord God, when we choose to walk in your path of righteousness, righteousness, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that it's not in vain, Lord God, that you reward our faithfulness. You reward it here, now, Lord God, and you reward it later, Lord. So we just say thank you. We say thank you for the great things that you're about to do in our lives, Lord. We say thank you, Lord God, that we can walk in freedom, Lord God, that we don't have to be bound, Lord, by what has happened to us in the past, Lord. Today is a new day. And we thank you, Lord God, that your word says that you restore our souls. So, Lord God, anyone in need of restoration, Lord God, let it be now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, Lord God, shine your face upon us. Lord God, and let us just walk in joy. Lord God, help us to do those things that continue to please you. In Jesus' name, Lord, life and life more abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. So everyone, I thank you for listening to the podcast. Be free in the name of Jesus. Um, I do want to leave you with this scripture, Psalms 23, 3, a Psalm of David, and it says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So thank you. And you'll hear me on the next episode. Bye.